I felt like me getting a job was me failing because mm. I'm like, fuck, I really want to do this full time. Now I got to get a job. Bro, last time I just felt like it was way too many left arm action. And like, <laughs> left arm action? I want the whole body. I just feel like certain <laughs> angles, you know, everybody got an angle to them that make them look good. Right. Y'all know what I'm talking about, man. Y'all so ain't, I know exactly. y'all ain't no bad bitches. Left side is better than the right side? I'm saying my right side may be better than my left side. Ah, but you had a lot There's of some, left side I had a lot angle. of left side angles, and, like, and it was like, mm, Okay, I feel you, I feel you. I don't know. You just got to switch that. This feels weird to this, me, because this, this is like hilarious. I feel like I'm locked in. Like I'm You didn't even have to sit there for real. You should have just stayed in your seat, and we could have just moved the guests over, but you wanted to be so close to DJ... Gemini Gilly. <laughs> well, I Speaking wanted, of I DJ Gemini okay. Gilly, we okay. have a We're wonderful just... <laughs> guest in here tonight. Um, Who we got? Who we got? Beautiful, beautiful person. Great at what she does. I'm talking about phenomenal at what she does. Done DJed everywhere through Milwaukee, even in, in up north, even New York. We're going to get to that later. But we have a very special guest here. Give it up for the wonderful DJ Gemini Gilly one time. Yay! Absolutely, absolutely. How you doing? I'm good. Thank y'all for having me too. This for sure. For like, sure. Okay. We want to make sure you're having a comfortable, you feel me, experience with everything. We want to get started. I want to say, wait, you got to let the people know wait. what you're doing and how you started. Before you, we get there, oh, we forgot the intro or dose. Welcome back. It's another episode of the podcast. This is Milk Crate Music Podcast. I'm Dre. I'm not introducing myself no more. In solidarity with my brother, I will also not be... I'm mellow. How's it going? <laughs> and with that being said, it is just us today. Sadly, we couldn't have uh, another person that you guys are used to he busy, on the man. podcast He's busy. He's doing his thing. Getting work done. Getting work done. That's and we is. have the lovely guest. So, Dose, take it away. Um, question for DJ Gemini Gilly. <laughs> Can you let the people know who you are, how you started? Got it. My name is DJ Gemini Gilly. Oh my God, how did I start this crazy career? <laughs> um, I've been DJing like for real, for real, for four years now. Um, four years as of December. Um, God. I went to UW Madison for grad school. Okay. Um, Shout out to UW Madison. Madison. All in Wisconsin. I'm a Badger. <laughs> I unfortunately did not have the best experience. Ooh. I feel like, which is, which is kind of funny. I'm gonna say, a lot of my black friends that went to UW. Madison always tell me they did not have the best experience going to UW Madison. Common denominator. Common denominator. Okay, it's not too many niggas out there. So, hey, man, if you want to go to a school, if you black, don't be scared to go to Badgers, go to all Wisconsin, so we can have some people we can talk to. You know what I mean? Man, like I, so I went to UW Whitewater for undergrad. Right? You would think I would say like, oh, I hated Whitewater. Like, wait, UW Whitewater. Whitewater was more fun. Whitewater was more fun than than Madison. I, like I Say enjoy, that. I had a great experience at Whitewater. My um, advisors there were really good. My teachers there were really good. Very supportive. Like every mm. program that I was a part of, like full one hundred percent support. Tight. At Madison, they was like, "Oh, girl, you here?" Like, oh well, <laughs> you just another nigga. No, I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm figure playing. that shit out. I'm like, oh my god. So. I went there for grad school. Um, I only had to do one year of grad school. Y'all, I got I got my master's degree in nine months. I was only at UW Madison. 
No. What? No. What? Yeah. I Come didn't on. say that. For she said that. that was a baby. It was I, a pregnancy. I didn't, nine months. <laughs> I didn't say that for that. I said it because I had a horrible nine months. I only went there for nine months, and it was like the worst time of my entire life. Literally. Damn. Like, take the class back. Take everybody. Take yeah. the class back. <laughs> I'm just Damn. so confused. So you got your master's degree in nine months. Yes, I got a master's degree in nine months. So typically. And it was, in, it was in what again? Social work. Social I was going to say, okay. typically for your uh, master's in social work, it takes two years to get. But I got my uh, bachelor's in social work as well. And my GPA of my core social work classes was a 4.0. So I waved out of an entire year of grad school. Damn. So, that's crazy. That's still fire, though. Man, if, like, even if you had a bad year now, if it takes two years and you did it in nine months, that's, that's I, great. I oh, yeah. I two years at that's UW Madison. <laughs> I like that. This is the thing, like, I really feel like I didn't have a good experience because I just didn't have that support from the school. I went through a lot of racism. Like, mm. it was crazy. Like, I, after my first semester, it was just so bad. I, my grades were, like, great. I gra- graduated magna cum laude, which is, like, one Period. of the highest. Period. Um, That's I mean, insane. Right? Period. We got a black queen. We got a black queen. God damn. Graduated nine months. This is <laughs> <laughs> the thing, like, my, like, academic side, amazing. I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing, staying on top of everything. But mentally, like, I was about to drop out after my first semester, mm. right? Like, you got nine months, I'm dropping out yeah. after four months. Like, I was about to be done because it was just, it was becoming way too much. And I think DJ, DJing and the two or three friends that I did have in grad school really saved me and kept me on track of like, hey, you need to finish this. You need to do this. Your so friends anyway, was black? It was your black My friends, friends were black. <laughs> Shay, you need some black were, friends. And they were the only other black people in the program. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a very small group of us. Um, but yeah, uh, I found DJing as an outlet. I was in one of my classes, seminar class. It was a three hour long class mm. that started at nine o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> that helped you a lot though. That like, D- DJing Oh yeah much? absolutely Yeah, yeah. Not like, the class yeah, not I was the gonna class. say Not the class <laughs> Not the class But I was in I was in my seminar class Social work seminar Or whatever And I was scrolling On my computer Like kinda not listening A little bit And I seen an article That Complex posted About um, uh, Women DJs And I was like Oh wait, let me click on it all of my friends in high school always said, like, man, you should be a DJ. I could see you being a DJ. I'm, like, blowing it off, whatever. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to go to school. That means the Oscar was going crazy with the whip. <laughs> that means her car game crazy. That's what it is. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, like, let me let me try this. I went to Guitar Center um, after the seminar class, got my first little DJ controller, and this was right before winter break. I spent my entire winter break teaching myself how to DJ. Like, YouTubing, like, just putting my hands on the platter, trying to figure out what to do. So that's that's basically, like, how I got into it. And I just never looked back. Once I started learning how to, like, actually blend the songs together, because what's crazy is, like, as a kid, you know, now looking back, I call it DJ brain now. Mm-hmm. But as a kid, I would hear a song and I would be like, oh, this song goes with this song. Or I would right. like blend them in my head together. Yeah. Like that was something where I was just like, oh, like I thought everybody does this. Yeah. No, I'm talking to yeah, other people sure. and I'm like, oh, y'all don't Especially like the end of the song, you'd be like, I know a transition that's going to go crazy, right? <laughs> no. Like, I'm, I'm like six or seven thinking this though. No, like, for sure. As a kid. So now 
actually knowing what it takes to DJ and things like that, knowing that that's what I was doing back then, I'm like, damn, I should have been doing this. Like, mm, I'm, I'm tripping. Yeah. But it was perfect timing. It was exactly what I needed for that time. And I literally never looked back. Um, I taught myself. I started putting out mixes on SoundCloud. Started getting, like, good feedback from people who were from here, people who were not from here. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I may be up Man, to she was doing something, yeah. Right? So I had my first gig um, after nine months of teaching myself. And after that, I was like, oh, shit, this is what I want to do. <laughs> like, this, this is really it for me. That's beautiful. Where was your uh, your first gig? Where was that at? Um, at the Atwood in Madison. Atwood in Madison. Atwood in Madison. The Atwood, yes. Oh, Shout out to the Atwood. They... They were one of the only venues that like allowed hip hop to be played. I was DJing with another DJ. Um, he actually like brought me on. It was like, hey, like, well, I was reaching out <clears throat> to DJs in Madison who were like based in Madison, like who I knew were like playing hip hop. Right. And I was like, man, like, I want to like shadow. I just want to see what it looks like. So I was looking at all these other different venues that this particular DJ was DJing at. And I was like, man, I hit him up. I'm like, hey, like, is it okay if I shadow? And he was like, yeah, like, it's cool. And then <clears throat> something came up with his primary job. And he was like, man, like, I'm not going to be able to meet up with you to talk about shadowing or whatever. I'm like, okay, like, this nigga finna forget about me. Mm. <laughs> like, he not finna hit me back right. up. Yeah. Two months later, he hit me up and was like, hey, do you want to open for me tonight? I'm like, tonight? I mean, I was in Milwaukee. At I'm the in time. bed. Like, come on, I got my bonnet on. <laughs> I can not come to you right now. What you I was in Milwaukee. I'm like tonight. He like, yeah. It was like five hours before I was supposed to go on from here to where I lived in Madison, which was like the far west side. It was like an hour and a half drive. So I really like only had like a couple hours to really prep. Oh, but you I was, rushed it. I was like. Yeah, I could do it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to do it. Ah, I <laughs> it love was, that. It was a crazy moment. But when I got up there and, like, started DJing, I was nervous. Like, I was shaking. I remember thinking, sure. like, oh, For my sure. God, yeah. like, I'm so nervous. Yeah. I had never DJed in front of anybody before. It had always just been at home, in my mm -hmm. bedroom, in my headphones, putting out mixes. But, like, nobody gets to see me, like, actually your, recording, your right? Element, doing your yeah, thing. Yeah, so it was different. But... Afterwards, like people were vibing, people were dancing. Afterwards, I was like, I, I remember saying out loud, like, this is really what I want to do. Mm. I went home, I created my website, I started making like little business cards. It was shitty at the time, now that I'm looking back. But I mean, it was something. You was, was young I was as doing, hell making business cards. Like, you <laughs> I was, I was business cards is for old people. Like, <laughs> I was just like, if somebody, I was just thinking, like, if somebody wants to book me for something, like, Period. Like, no, no, it's yeah. definitely it's good. It's yeah. definitely still good to have business cards for yeah. sure. I, just, I think that's how I started jokes on it. Like, yeah, no, you good. Because I had you business good. cards growing up too. Like I'm a dancer. I'm like, hey, you want business cards? I can fuck your shit. Okay, you go. Like, come up. I do like a little. Candy. You know, you know what I mean? No, that's that's wonderful though. Like in the space of DJing, yeah, it's very male dominant. Does that yes. pressure you? Is that like a lot of pressure for you? It's not a lot of pressure, but I will say that I feel like people look at my abilities different. Mm, okay. So um, I feel like sometimes people who have never heard me DJ and just say, oh, like this is a female DJ. Oh, they booking her because she's right. a girl. Right. Which is like, what? No, nah, <laughs> but you're oh, cold though. That's the like, thing. Like, and that's the thing. Like, that's why I just, I don't even pay attention to that stuff because I'm like, hey, like my skills are going to speak for themselves. Like, either right. you're going to like it or you're not. But yeah. it's not going to be, oh, I like it just because she's a woman. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Or I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, I'm getting certain opportunities because I'm a woman. And it's like, 
No, because like a lot of the, the male DJs out here, they are like everywhere. Yeah. It took me a, and they got everywhere like that. Yeah. Where like for me, like I had to really work my way up to doing everything that I'm doing now. And it took a long time. So. Absolutely. When did okay. you start getting into like clubs, like DJing in clubs and stuff like that? Um, My first like club bar gig was Portman's. In 2020. Shout out Portman. Shout out Portman. Shout out Portman. Right? Like, shout out Portman. Shout out Portman. I'm not going to lie. Like, they, the people that work there, the owner, everybody, like, they are family for sure. For sure. Um, I still, like, credit being the owner. He gave me my first opportunity to have, like, all my people come out yeah. and just really come see me in my element, in my mm. element. Because before then, like, I was in Madison. Ain't nobody coming to Madison to come no, see me sure. DJ. They're like, nah. But they will come to a place on Water Street to come and see me DJ. And I'm like, okay. He gave me an opportunity. He hit me up. I, I DJ there on a Saturday night. He hit me up on like a Wednesday because a DJ flaked. And he was like, hey, I had messaged him prior. Like, hey, I'm a DJ. I'm trying to like, you know, right. DJ here. Yeah. He like, like, whatever. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, I'll keep you in mind type of thing. He really kept me in mind for real. That's and love though. Hit me That's up. Real. I DJed on a Saturday night before a big ass fight. Um, <laughs> they just did a remake. Deontay Wilder. Oh, it was a boxing fight. Deontay Wilder and uh, Tyson Fury. Yes, yeah, the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. they fought, I DJ right before then, like during that. Oh, it was, Ooh, was, was It was it was crazy. It was at capacity. Like my dad was trying to come. I'm like, I can't come get you from the door. <laughs> I love Pormers, but Pormers ain't that big to be packed <laughs> like that. Okay, I so, love Pormers. I ain't gonna lie. That motherfucker, you be like, hey, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, facts. <laughs> bathroom be right here, but I'm just trying to get to the bathroom, gang. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm just. So this was a uh, 2020. 2020, right before the pandemic. It was before February. Before the pandemic. It was February of 2020. Mm. At the end, Ben texted me and was like, man, like, everybody said they enjoyed themselves. Like, you, like, rocked it. Yeah. You've earned a residency. You can DJ her once a Ooh. month. Oh, so you got that, like, right away. <laughs> I was Period. Like, That's Period. insane. The next time I was supposed to DJ appointments, the fucking world shut down. Yep, yep. <laughs> I had only DJed there one time. And I was like, oh, like, no way that this happened. Everybody had a good time. I mean, I had people making tweets and yeah. Facebook statuses that yeah. they had a good time. No, for sure. I was definitely, like, because I follow you, and I would yeah. see it. And I'm like, yo, this is, this it's is just insane. beautiful to see. And it's just funny how God worked, because, like, he gave yeah. you that test of blessing. Man. And it's like, you know what? Let's just wait a minute. Yeah. And <laughs> wait a minute. You know I'm what an mean? instant gratification kind of person. So I was like, damn, I got to wait again. I got to like, wait a whole nother year. Like, and, yeah. and at the time, people were thinking the pandemic was kind of short term mm -hmm. we didn't know what the pandemic was going to look like at least at my primary job they told us oh take your work laptops home like you'll probably be back in the office after like two weeks mm. they're still not back in the office yeah <laughs> like oh wow day. so yeah the crib yeah, yeah. like they yeah, still yeah. working from home like they've changed policies where people can like work remotely from kind of wherever like it's crazy like now thinking back to how that was when it first started they were like yeah we'll be back in two weeks we never went back but it was one of those things where, like, all my people got a chance to come and see me DJ. Then the world shut down. I'm like, damn, what am I supposed to do? And in that time, I just kept honing my craft. So. No, yeah. I think what I was going to say, that I think that's what it was, where you just kept, like, it gave you the opportunity to get even more better. Oh, yeah. Because you felt that, you know, that feeling you get where it's like, damn, they really fucking with what I'm doing. Yeah. I yeah. bet. I want to keep going, but now I got time, nothing but time, yep. to get this shit, like, perfected. Yep, yep. And I think yep. that's exactly what happened with you. You feel me? Absolutely. And were you itching for, like, those two weeks you were looking at the news? Were you hoping that things were going to start opening up again? 
Yes, but I can be 100% honest. I was like, I don't know what's about to happen. Mm, it was scary. Okay. It was a yeah. very scary moment yeah. for me because it was just like, I don't know what's about to happen. Um, the job that I was working when I was in Madison, like I had to make face-to-face like visits with mm. people. And because I was working for the state, and because I was working for the state, even during the pandemic, I was still making face-to-face contact with people. Yeah. So it was one of those things where it's like, oh, like I don't want anything to happen to me like yeah. while I'm going out and like making contact with people. So it was one of those things where I was scared, but I was like anxious at the same time because I'm like, man, I really do want to DJ in public again. After that one moment, and then everything is like closed now. I was like, "Fuck." No facts. Um, but I feel like I used that moment and that momentum of people like actually seeing me in person and saying like, "Oh, like this is dope. Like what you're doing is good. You're actually good at what you're doing." You're actually in person yeah. contact, man. Like networking face to face still from the earliest of entertainment is yeah. still gonna get you progress Absolutely. every single time. You feel me? Even with that, I think it was like for new, like upcoming artists, like you said, like mm-hmm. it was scary for yes. the pandemic because it's like, damn, like I'm just getting that buzz I want. Yeah. And it all just, and people, you know, people like internet, like things go fast. Oh, yeah. So oh. people forget, like, yeah. you know, you got to keep them on your ones and twos every time. So the pandemic was very, very scary. Was there any moment for you where you felt like, damn, like, that moment of buzz is going to die off when they come back. There was, and it was literally when they shut the schools down. Because mm. I was like, oh, shit. When the schools are shut down, everything is about to shut down. The bar shut down. Like, everything dwindled, and it was like, boom, we on complete lockdown. But I took that time, and I was like, okay, what can I do? Like, what can yeah. I literally do to continue to keep this momentum going while everybody is still worried about a pandemic, right? So I'm seeing D-Nice go live on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing him have 100,000 people on his Damn. live. Like, probably even more than that. Like, just continues. And I'm like, dude, I can do this. I went back to Guitar Center, and I purchased <laughs> hella shit to, like, help me with actually, like, streaming now. So I'm on Facebook saying, like, hey, I'm going to be doing... R&B only Like mm. during this time Oh I'm gonna be Just live streaming Me DJing People were tuning in oh, People sure. were sharing it <laughs> Then Facebook's on that bullshit And started pulling Like Ooh. Copyright stuff. Yeah I You can't play Boosie badass On my fucking <laughs> Facebook The hell wrong with you So you were uh, Primarily streaming On Facebook uh, Facebook and Instagram, but Instagram had kind of like strict, like Instagram will kick you off right away. Instagram, yeah, yeah, for sure. Facebook would at least give you a warning like, hey, we see that you're playing copyrighted music, like figure this out. So I was like looking for different loopholes. I'm like playing songs faster and like at a mm-hmm. higher pitch or slower and at a lower pitch. And it was okay, but it was my full-time job was like tiring me out mm, yeah. where I was just like, dude, I can't keep up with doing both of these at the same time. Um, so I stopped streaming as much and started like putting out mixes or like at that time people had started doing um, a lot of the social justice marches. Yep, yep, um, a lot of things. Yeah, that was around like George Floyd and yeah. stuff like that. So I was coming home and um, DJing some of those things. Um, I DJed the Black is Beautiful first Black uh, is Beautiful. The bike event. ride. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah the bike you did. Ride. You did. I didn't DJ the bike ride, but I DJed the after party. Yep. And shout out DJ Drip Sweat because I was not even supposed to be on the bill, y'all. Like, that was my, I count that as like my, okay, this is, I'm here. Like, that. this is my I'm here moment. That was yeah. my first time. That you're crazy. That was my first time actually hearing about you. Really? Because we did the bike ride. It was yes, me and Mondo. Yes, we in okay. there. We on top of the whip doing the most. <laughs> 
And when we went to the whole, everything was over with. Yep. And we went there and we went to the park. And I'm like, yo, like, who is this? Like, she's going, every song was like, I haven't heard this song in a minute. This shit a vibe. Like, it was one of those things where it's, I just related to, to you real crazy. Like That is crazy because I wasn't even supposed to be DJing. Dripsweat had two hours. Wow. And they hit me up and was like, hey, like, do you want to do, like, this other hour? Um, I don't know if they were just giving me an opportunity or I don't know if they just couldn't do the other hour. But they hit me up and said it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. Period. And yeah. I was like, after, after I finished... I remember just being so, like, filled with joy because I was like, man, this is the time, like, people can really get to, like, know who I am and really see me because at the time I was still living in Madison. Mm -hmm. um, I moved back to Milwaukee in September of 2020, and this was going on in June, so... Man, that's wow. beautiful. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. It just, like, opportunities just come your way. Have you, like, you never been... It seems like you've never been scared to take down opportunities. Yeah. Is it moments where I know DJs they be having like schools or like weddings yeah. or like kid parties? Is some um, is this some where you're just like nah that ain't gonna fit my criteria so I ain't gonna go to that? I stopped doing private events and when I say private I mean like birthday parties, um, baby showers, mm. even weddings. Like a lot of DJs love getting weddings because like it's hella money in weddings, yeah. but it's draining. You for there me. for the whole damn? You there time. for the whole there day? The whole you don't even day. eat. You there for the reception? You there yeah. for everything? Oh wait, like, I eat at the wedding. <laughs> What is I be doing? No, for sure. They, they for make sure. me a plate, but it's it it to me. I you better love, make me a plate. <laughs> I love. I'm gonna play everything you told me not to play. <laughs> I love people's like special days, but it's so long and mm. it takes so yeah. much time to prep for somebody's special day. The last thing I want to do is go to somebody's wedding and play shit that I want to hear that they don't want to hear. Facts. So it's it's a lot of prep yeah. that goes into it. So I don't do those anymore. Um. Right now, I'm just sticking to, like, bar club, um, sure. any corporate event that I can do. I love doing corporate stuff, um, DJing for the Bucks, like, just really big things that I for think, sure. like, align yeah. with what my, like, career goes are. So. And going back, so your first gig ever was in Madison. Yep. Did you already know people here, or how did you start connecting to the music scene in Milwaukee? Social media, for Social sure. Social media. I was seeing a lot of, like, where... Because I wasn't even going out. Yeah. I was 21, but, like, I wasn't going out. I was, like, in the house all the time. Mm -hmm. And now looking back, like, girl, you can't be doing that and being a DJ. Like, I should have been out here. <laughs> but I was looking on social media, and I was just seeing, like, the places that people frequented and places that um, people were just kind of talking about. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, let me, like, look some of these places up and let me, like, hit the owners up. I'm messaging people on, on the Instagram pages. Yeah. So I'm messaging, for example, Portman's. Right. I message their Instagram page. Like, hey, I want to do this. Like, this is who I am. This is the type of music I specialize in. I re I have went to Portman's, actually, and heard the music that was being played. I'm like, dude, this is right up my alley. So I'm, like, writing them. I'm writing a lot of different establishments. Um introducing myself, linking them to some of my mixes, mm. letting them know, like, I live in Madison, but I'm born and raised in Milwaukee. I just went here for school type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and during that time, were you sending them, like, demo reels? Were you having them go on your Instagram page? Was I was your sending Instagram them page? my SoundCloud, SoundCloud mixes. I was saying if they had any questions or they wanted to set up a phone call, they can call me. Like, I was, like, kind of desperate to get into the scene here because I know that the type of music that I like to play – 
like there's really no scene for it up in Madison for real. Mm. So I was like, I need to infiltrate back, you know, where it all started for me, Milwaukee. And at the time, um, at the beginning of the pandemic, my mom got cancer. So I had made the decision, like literally the day that the schools shut down and everything, she found out she was diagnosed with cancer. So I ended up making the decision right then and there. I was moving back to uh, Milwaukee. That's real. So I ended up moving back to Milwaukee. And so she found out in March, I ended up moving back in September because I had a work payback that I had to do with UW-Madison. So my last day that I was technically like contracted to work there without having to, because I got my master's for free because of the this program I was in. Um, but I had to work for the state of Wisconsin for at least a year. Mm. So on my one-year work anniversary, I quit. I was like, fuck this shit. I'm leaving. I'll never forget. August 5th, 2020, I quit my job. <laughs> Wrote that shit down. Like, I would never, because I was shit. counting down. I hated my job, too. I was counting down a day so I could just be done with all of that. August 5th, 2020, I quit, and I was back in Milwaukee, like, comfortably living on September 1st of 2020. So No, that's beautiful, bro. Yeah. Because it's like you, I ain't going to like corporate, like, working a job. I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. Man, I've I'm been done. past that shit. But DJing for corporate, like you say, you yes. work for the Bucks. How does that feel? I love it. Um, I grew up actually like music. I've always loved music, mm-hmm. but basketball was my first love. I've always hooped. You hoop? Yes. Oh, what you hoop? I did. She I was, said, I'm sorry. I did a little something. <laughs> she said, DJ giving out mixtape. Fuck you talking about? play with me. Like, I've, my dad coached basketball for. Almost 25 years, maybe even It's like a family thing. Like, everybody. Yeah, like, my dad coached. My sister played. My brother played. That's that's, that's fire. Yeah, so I played all the way up until high school. I had the opportunity to have a scholarship to go to a junior college and play. And I turned it down and was like, man, I want to be a student. Fuck this. Like, I've I've been a student athlete my whole life. I just want to be a regular kid going to school, doing what I need to do. And it was honestly the best decision I ever made. Because I was able to really... Like, figure out who I was outside of my identity of hooping. Because, yeah. like, people didn't know me yeah. for DJing in high school. They knew me for, like, hooping. Hoop. So it was one of those things where it's like, okay, take me out of this, like, identity of being a hooper. And, like, mm-hmm. who am I Who am I for real? So it was a lot of soul searching that I had to do in college. Um, and once I figured that out, I'm like, all right, I'm ready for my new uh, venture. Right. <laughs> being a student athlete is stupid anyway. You got to, like... <laughs> You can't tweet certain things. I remember it's I played so football. Terrible. I had to tweet about like God and like I'm tweeting God Bible scriptures just because I can't really <laughs> say what I want. Like I'm worried about scouts looking at my tweets. Being you, stupid. You like, have to be so you gotta be dialed so dialed in. in. Like you media. can't do certain things. If no. you drink, nobody has to know you're yeah, drinking. Like, like they can't see shit. They can't you see can't nothing. Even, even the people parties. in the party, like they gotta be like, no, he wasn't there. Like yeah. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, we all ended the, up at the crib anyway. Yeah. You feel me? Like, and it's I, all good. I went to King for high school. So, like, being a student athlete at King is totally different in, in my personal experience than any other high school. Mm-hmm. Like, they ran that shit like, hey, like, this is boot camp for real. We got yeah. 6 a.m. practice. Like, yeah, after that, yeah, you got to go to school for the whole day. We got a game. On Saturday, we got practices. Even if it's not school, like, we may sneak in, like, a little workout or whatever. So, it was, it was the real deal. So, it was really me being a student mm. athlete, but heavy emphasis on the athlete for real. Cause we were uh, like a top team. I was, yeah. I was on a team that went upstate in 2012. <laughs> like it was, it was wild. Mm. Like I enjoyed my time of, of being an athlete, but 
like doing it in college hell no nah. i was like no nah, it's so good. draining all the student athletes so i know draining. were waking up at 5 a.m going to their first practice in the morning Every and like day. training you get a workout first of all it's a gym yeah. workout you you lifting at 5 a.m yeah. yeah then it's practice then it's school day yeah. then it's practice <laughs> then it's film work so you don't even get home till like six thirty seven. No, for real. Like the, the your coach see you more than your parents do. Yeah. Like that's how crazy it be. You know what I mean? There was times yeah. where, like, especially during daylight savings times, where I'm going to school, it's dark as hell outside. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. leaving school, it's dark as hell it's outside. It's four fifty. You be like, God <laughs> damn. I gotta drive home in the dark and it's snowing too. Oh. And, and you still a, gotta do homework. Yeah. Still oh gotta do God. homework. That's exactly how King was, though. Like, how you were saying film practice. Like, mm-hmm. we were doing all of that. We were watching film after practice. And then after that, like, we may, like, powwow, have a talk about some stuff mm-hmm. that's going on. And then we get dismissed. But, like, at that time, it's, like, 530. It's, and it's, it's like, I still got to go yeah. home. I got to shower. I got to eat. By that time, it's, like, what, 7 I just want to watch like, Ed and Eddie when yeah, I get like, home. I want to <laughs> get home and watch Curse County, dog. But, no, I got a project I got to do. I got a fucking homework assignment I got to do. <laughs> Every day I had math homework. I Not one day I, I didn't write. have math like, homework. Like, it, it was it was nuts. Then in the summer times I played um, AAU basketball as well. So like that's summer ball, spring ball. Like that was all taken. I'm yeah. like, damn, I want to oh, be wow. a kid for real. Yeah. No, no, you got no time for that. It, <laughs> you got no time for being no kid. Like seriously. Yeah, no, nah, we got to go hoop. <laughs> Tell your <laughs> friends, come on, it's time to go. We finna hoop. I can vividly remember like my friend asked me like, oh, like can you come over? It's in the summertime. Like I haven't seen you in a while. Can you come over for the weekend? I'm like, man, I got to ask my parents. I ask my dad. I'm like, hey, like such and such said, like, can I come over? She ain't seen me in a while. He like, man, we got a tournament this week. And I'm like, damn. Damn. I'm like, girl, I ain't going to see you to the first day of school. Hey, Sarah, I just want to let you know my dad said no. Sorry. I got to go. I think, though, like even the being an athlete in high school and college or whatever, the transition as far as discipline, does that make an effect in you as DJing today? Absolutely. I definitely feel like it does. Um, I am very, at least now, I would say, I'm very meticulous with scheduling. Mm. Um, and I feel like that was very big uh, when I was a student athlete. Like, I had to know, okay, on this day and this day I got games. I know I got practice every day. Like, I have to, like, my time management was not good back then. But because it wasn't good, I learned from those mistakes. And now I'm just like, okay, like I keep a strict calendar um, on Wednesdays. I dedicate to just self-care and Mm. handling business stuff. So like in the mornings, I'll like respond to emails or like schedule emails to send out throughout the week. And then like for the rest of the day, I'm chilling and that's my self-care. So, yeah, I would say the discipline definitely carried over until now. Um, Mm. Even... I remember like just communicating with college coaches via email um, or like during recruitment time and stuff like those skills taught me like, oh, this is how you communicate with people who are like incorporate or like doing Facts. these types of things. Yeah. So now when I'm emailing different clients and stuff like they like, oh, like this is on point. Like I got everything bullet pointed out. And <laughs> hi, this is thank you for reaching out. Like I'm, yeah. I know how to do those things. So real oh, businesswoman sure. out here. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> no, I like yeah. that. What's um? Let's keep it on DJing then. You know, this is Bill Crate music. What's one of your favorite songs that's on your like in your crate in your bag? Whenever you play that song, you know, even you gonna have a good time with it. Like, it's a couple. Um, you can name all them motherfuckers <laughs> for real. For real. we here all day. Take um, your time. 
one song that always I don't care what is going on, people are gonna have a good time. Handsome and wealthy by Migos. I feel like when it comes on, people just like for sure they just have a good time. Um, it's the question in that song. Yeah, is it because a nigga handsome (laughs) and wealthy? Like I just is it? Is it because of what is what is it? Which one is it? I don't know. You feel me? Um. Are you saying any gig or like just any gig? No, for sure, any yeah. gig. Okay. It don't matter. Like if, where you're more most comfortable at. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I love my bar gigs. Like those Word. are fun because people are just really there to turn up and listen to good music. It's real personal like, at bars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, anything you're playing is what people follow, and mm-hmm. that's that's what people are there for. Like the DJ, if the music is ass, people still gonna drink, but they are gonna leave right Facts. after. Yeah, but if the music is good, they are gonna drink, they are gonna stay, they gonna get a hookah, they gonna make friends, like find people, reconnect with people, all of that. It's building that vibe for people. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm also saying. I bet you won't by Mouse on the Word. Track. Word. Yeah, that shit a, get me lit. I ain't gonna banger. lie. I just think of Famous Amos every time I hear that <laughs> shit. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> that's a banger. Um, anything City Girls. For sure. City Girls. Yes, For anything sure. City Girls. Um, at some of my more, like, when I do DJ at the Outsider, that's one of my favorite gigs ever, by the way. I love DJing at the Outsider. Uh, they stopped it because they're doing like sound renovations and obviously wintertime and shit. But no, uh, for sure. if nobody knows what the outsider is, anybody from Milwaukee, um, this hotel and it's literally on the roof. Yes, it's on a rooftop. And definitely, I came to your set. I gotta tell people, I definitely didn't want to bring this up, but it was one night you played there, and it was probably your last song. And she played Pyramids by Frank Ocean. <laughs> I've never seen this done in a bar or club before. She played the whole song. <laughs> Everything. Mind you, Pyramid is like long. nine minutes it long. Is. You feel me? It's a long ass song. She played the entire song, and not one time everybody stopped. Like, we all grooving the whole time. Like, <laughs> it was such a vibe. And I think that's what I enjoyed like, about you as a DJ. You play stuff that's not the. The, the the social or the, the pop, the popular. You feel me? You play the deep cuts that yeah. people want to hear. Like, I'm going to be in the club. I'm not going to hear that song, but you're going to play it anyway. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting to hear that. Now it's making me enjoy myself even more. You feel me? I was telling her before the podcast, but we went to The Outsider. I don't think I ever made that much of a stank face at any of the events. <laughs> just off the immaculate music selection. Not only just the mixing, yeah. but like the hits that you were bringing up engaged the crowd because it was like something that hit so close to home for everybody there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's crazy because that is what I wanted that gig to be. Mm. Like, at some of the bar and club gigs, like, you don't really get a chance to play stuff like that because everybody ain't gonna vibe to it. I don't got time for people who hold up the phone and say Bad Bunny Bro, and that, shit in front of oh my, my face. God. Like, I get it. I love Bad Bunny. Savage Drake. Yeah, I'm like, uh, can you do something for <laughs> oh, me on God. top of the head? Like, That's not what the song called. Like, Put the, the phone man. down. <laughs> like, I don't have time for that. So I, but I do play a lot of, like, popular songs my way. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that I like to play them. And I think, like, that's what makes me different. And that's what I take a lot of pride in. So you saying, like, I play a lot of deep cuts, that means a lot because that's literally what I feel my specialty is. Mm -hmm. So when I'm at the Outsider and I'm playing, like, songs from Common's album B, which is honestly in my top ten favorite albums of all time, or I'm playing, um, like, Vince Staples. Yeah. Or... Which a lot of people, like... 
people just don't know. You feel me? Yeah. Or they don't hear Vince Staples in the club, in the bar. Right. It's like, Definitely right. not. You bring people home. You yeah. feel me? There's a lot of times where I only hear those music when I'm at the crib. Yeah. Or if I'm in the whip. Like, you put people in that mindset where it's like, yes. damn, like, all right, wherever she at, I'm trying to kick it at because, you know, it makes yeah. it comfortable for me to come and have some fun, you know? And I yeah. fucks with that. I ain't going to lie. I, I take a lot of pride in making sure every space that I DJ in is a safe space. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something I take a lot of pride in. I want anybody to be able to come and be like, oh, we had a good time because DJ Gemini Gilly was DJing. Or like, oh, like, she made sure, like, I was safe. Whether it's, like, me just... And that means, like, every place I'm DJing at is, like, having security. That means every place that I'm DJing at is, like, even if they don't have security, I'm making sure that they're For secure. Sure. For sure. Um, or they can feel comfortable coming up to me to say, hey, like, this is going on. And I'm contacting whoever, like, hey, get this person out or make sure this person is safe. Um, so that's, like, physical safety, but also just, like, making sure everybody's having a good time. Too, oh, yeah. So. The emotional support, okay. like, music would drive that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Have there been any situations where there wasn't security and you you felt uncomfortable being there? Um, Not at any, like, public gig at... A private gig before I had like a very weird like encounter, but um, I was able to tell the person like, "Hey, like this person just being weird as hell," and they kind of handled it because it was like one of their family members. Okay. But um, at any of my public gigs, bars, clubs, like anything I'm doing at like no studios or like the outsider, mm-hmm. like nothing. So I, I take a lot of pride in that too. No incidents, zero incidents under DJ Gemini Gilly. So. <laughs> <laughs> no physical anything yeah. happened no, under DJ. Going on, oh, yeah. At least that I know of. So yeah, that's one thing. That's one of those things people don't understand or yeah. new people who are going out is that this is the nightlife and anything really can happen. Literally. And it's good that you stay vigilant because it is come have a good time with me. Yeah. But I'm also here to build an environment for all of us to have right. a good time. And as a woman, I just think, like, a, like I'm just naturally just nervous of things yeah. happening. Like, I can remember my first yeah, time. Yeah, niggas weird. Yeah, I can remember 100%. my first time, like, going out by myself. Like, just going out. Like, oh, I'm finna catch a vibe. Just going out. Mm-hmm. I was like. Like, by yourself, by yourself? Yeah, You're not like, meeting up with anybody? No, I'm just going out. Ooh. I'm vibing by myself. Why right? would hell would, Go ahead. Listen, this <laughs> is my first. This is, like, my first time. This was actually summer of 2021. I went to RB night okay. at He was Rebel. like, it's COVID. I'm in this like, bitch free. Yeah. <laughs> I went to RB night. Obviously, I know Brandis, but like, as a, like, he's DJing. Like, he can't We really... got to get him on here, too. We got to bring him on. We got to talk to him about A lot of them shows, we got to talk to him about. Shout, shout out to Mr. Out, New York, Shout out man. to my brother, Mr. New York, for sure. But I was there. I went. I was by myself. And he always makes sure that I'm good. But he's also deep. This is my first time that I'm like Facts. really out. So he like. Like, nigga, what are you doing here? Like, wait. Who you come with? <laughs> that's what he said. Who it's you? just me. Was, that's just... exactly what I said. I said, it's just me. And I can remember just being, like, kind of, like, oblivious, very naive. Like, oh, ain't nothing finna happen. But also just, like, in the back of my mind, also thinking, like, wait a minute. Like, you here by yourself? Like, you mm-hmm. don't know who watching you type of thing? Yeah. So, and as a woman, like, I always have to think of those things. Yes. So, I always... Um, just kind of keep that in mind for when I'm DJing because anything can happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. So I just try to keep those things in mind when I'm DJing, like just making sure I'm watching for different things and just being alert. So I definitely think even being a public figure, public figure, we got into this like on our previous podcast mm-hmm. where you have people that are watching you yeah. and they know everything about you. Yeah. They know where you're going to be at, what time you're going to be there, yep. your set time. And that gets scary because yeah. anybody can literally show up at any point. Of the whole night. 
and that. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Um, where was I getting nigga with that? Tra- oh, my nigga God. Nigga in the trench coat being in the corner the whole night. <laughs> but touching on See, that. I heard you was DJing over there. I just want to <laughs> let you know. Touching on that a little bit, though, like, you will be surprised of how many people know so much about you but don't know you but like mm-hmm. we'll tell other people like oh I know her and it's like oh, oh I know yeah. her she be here all the time <laughs> we have people you don't do know that me all the time like, they, they just I, name drop yeah and I'm not rude so like I just I'm like oh like hey I remember you like I probably sometimes don't but like it's one of those things where people will say like oh I know her and it's like no you know what I like will mm-hmm. post and I'm only comfortable sharing what I'm comfortable sharing there's a lot of things that people may know about me but there's a shit ton of things that people don't know oh, about for sure. yeah. so it's like one of those things where I have to be cognizant of that as well and even like referring to myself as like a public figure or like my partner he it's always weird, yeah like my yeah. partner always tells me like man like you need to realize like like People really be knowing who you are yeah, like yeah. you need to be cognizant of that and I just feel like I'm just so stuck in the mindset of like Oh, I'm still just this like beginner DJ like out here, and he be like, no, no <laughs> like, not at you, all. We not gonna do that. You not beginner at all. We we <laughs> saw you took a trip to New York that we want to talk about. I did. We do want to talk did. about this. On this trip, you had posted on your social media. It was a big flyer promotion of you at the Madison, <laughs> like right down. <laughs> At Times Square, and we were trying to figure out. Like, I texted Dre. I was like, "Yo, do you see this?" <laughs> yeah, we talked about it. Like, yo, like it you crazy. must be you do you went doing something if you get that on. How did that come about? Let's let's how that happen. Well, let's hop into it because yeah. I love New York so much. Like, New have York, you been there often? So this is the thing. Before 2021, I hadn't traveled since I was 16, which mm. was at least almost 10 years. I bet that plane wow. felt weird, didn't right, it? Right, I was like, oh, oh, what's going on? Like, I forgot, like, your ears pop when you take off and when you land. I'm like, oh, my God. The little bump at the end when the plane hops Turbulence, out. I'm like, oh, my God. I, and I actually, like that. I hate I hate flying, too. Like, yeah. na- uh, now nice. I do. Yeah, for sure. Because it's just, like, one of those things where I'm like, oh, my God. I can remember we the first time we went to New York, like, the plane just kind of dipped, and I I was sitting next to this random person. I was like hugged Lord. her, and I was like, I am so sorry that I did I'm this. So sorry. Like, Wait, you just hugged a random person? Like, I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, hey, if this is my last. Oh, you thought you were going down? I've heard though, down, it's a lot like, safer to be in air than on ground. It is. is true. Yeah. You're more That's likely to true. get into a car accident than a plane a falling plane down. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, New York. I love New York. Um, we were DJing. Me and my partner, we both did it. DJ Nick Stokes. Um, shout out to him. Shout obviously. out Nick, man. We got we gonna shout get Nick on. We got. I thought you was gonna bring. Him. Yeah. I was waiting to see that nigga come in here. Like. He's he DJing right now, so I was like, oh, oh he's show. going. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's going right now. So, or I would have brought him, but um, yeah, we got an opportunity of a lifetime to DJ at Dumbo House. Um, if you ever heard of Soho House, there it's one of their. Um, houses that's actually in Brooklyn, mm, which okay. is actually Dumbo, but right, 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 it's right. in Brooklyn. Yeah. But um, literally the craziest thing ever. I was so nervous. I'm like, first I'm excited because I'm like, what the fuck? Like Soul House. I hear about Soul House when I hear about all the celebrities and they all in there. Yeah, yeah. Like there's all the Soul Houses there. in like California and all these places. Um, I actually went to the Soul House. Me and Nick actually went to the Soul House in Chicago before we even got this opportunity to go see an artist named Fabo uh, perform. He did, like, a private show at different Soho houses. Uh, like, or, like, Barbara. No. <laughs> Tatted up. 
Tatty <laughs> Fable? Not that Fable. Oh, man. Shout out Fable, man. <laughs> shout out to that Fable. <laughs> shout out Fable. But also shout out to, he's one of my favorite artists. He's a uh, scientist selection. He's more sure. one of the For like sure. up and coming artists. He is like definitely next up to me. Um, but he held a private, a lot of private Soho House shows. He did like a Soho House tour. And it was like invite only. Um, you had to like RSVP. So we went and had that like, oh my God, like, we're at Soho House. And that was cool. And then when we got the opportunity to DJ, I was like, oh, shit. Like, we're actually about to DJ at a Soul House? Like, yeah. that's crazy. So um, that was my first time being to New York since I was a kid. I only went once, and I was 11. So I don't, like, remember bits and pieces right. of it, but <clears throat> nothing too special or spectacular. Um, but New York was such a vibe. It was crazy to see people really enjoying our music and enjoying the way we were DJing and just the vibe we set in New York, mm, being yeah. from Wisconsin, right? Did you play some Milwaukee music in New York? I want to say we play Big Money. Yeah. Big, Big Money, Money usually slide everywhere. I may though. need like, to check my history. That jump sure. is just... <laughs> Big Money, Big Money. You know, it usually slide everywhere. It's crazy, though, because, like, being from, like, Milwaukee... You know, it's certain songs that we play that, like, everybody will turn up to. Any Boosie song, any Webby song in a bar or club, right. you're going to get good feedback, right? So I'm like, man, fuck it. We're going to try it out here. Like, and it was turned. Oh, and I, I was like, They're oh, feeling it. Like, They'll get more turned than being out here than being, you feel me, going somewhere new. And Dumbo House is one of those spots where it's kind of, like, chill. Like, people, people be there. Like, they'll have a good time. I'm talking about they was on top of the couches. Period. Like, they was on top of the chairs. They were twerking. They was like taking it was it was nuts. It was one of the most surreal experiences I've ever had. That's a vibe. And it really showed me how much music like is so influential everywhere. Everywhere. Like I'm in New York DJing and people are going nuts. And then I'm in Milwaukee DJing and people are going nuts. Like it's it's just one of those things where I was like, wow, like Facts. I cannot believe that this is happening. But it also showed me like what I can do. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it was one of those things where I had never really DJ outside of Wisconsin. I DJed in Chicago once uh, for a private brunch event, and that was lit. But DJing in New York, like the mecca of hip hop, like yeah. Yeah, I'm heavily, I'm heavily, 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 heavily influenced by. Uh, 90s and early 2000s New York East Coast music as mm -hmm. a whole. Um, I, my brother, I have an older brother who's 13 years older than me. He's a huge Bad Boy fan. He was back in the day, like everything Bad Boy he had. Lil C's yeah. album, Lil Kim album, Puff couldn't album. tell me nothing about Mace, couldn't I tell, ain't gonna lie. Can't tell him nothing about Mace. <laughs> Harlem World, everything. Facts. He had all of that. And I grew up listening to that. So I'm like heavily influenced by like all this East Coast music that I'm hearing and to actually be in New York mm. and be just kind of maneuvering and then ending my trip by DJing. I'm like, oh my God, I'm in heaven. It yeah. was crazy. Yeah, um, that's lovely. So we went to see the Billboard the day before we performed. So I remember I was thinking like, man, I don't want to tell nobody like we got the Billboard. I just want to post it. So we got dressed for the day. I'm picking like, okay, what outfit do I want to be in front of the billboard? They told us it was going to cycle like for the for like 10 minutes. It was mm. going to cycle or 13 times or something like that. I think it equated to like five or 10 minutes, whatever. Wow. We, we took the subway down there and we were like 
initially we started taking Ubers and I was like, hold on, like you gotta get that experience. <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, first we need that experience. experience. Driving sucks. Yeah. The the drives suck and like the prices out there are outrageous. Insane. I remember like, I went to New York, a bottle of water was ten dollars. A bottle of what was ten dollars? I believe it. I believe it. A bottle of water. That's what's standard by New York standards, bro. What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Take this fucking water back for me. I believe New York is like thing. so expensive. Like every, for no reason. Like everything there is just so expensive. But it was fun. <laughs> I had a time of my life. It was a good time. <laughs> What'd you say? I missed it. I was about to spit out two dollars. <laughs> 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 Expensive, uh, I'm sorry. That's yeah. your Ten dollar water. I'm sorry. That's a scam by New York standards. That is a scam. That is crazy. Six, I understand. Ten. Like, Man, you're New- going out to eat and spending what, like forty bucks a person? Like, yeah. And just think about it. Like, the New York prices are more expensive to, than like airport prices. And airports, oh, they be yeah. getting back. Like, airports, I'd be airports so crazy. pissed off yeah, when yeah. I go to the little. I mean, sure I got snacks section. in my bag in the airport. <laughs> they insane. They pay too much. Like literally. The stuff in New York is expensive, but like the experience of being there was just so dope. When we went to the Billboard, I remember us trying to find like, oh, where's it going to be? Because Times Square is kind of big. Yeah, yeah. It was. A, we went the same weekend that Renaissance came out. That Beyonce dropped Renaissance. Mm, yep. They had like a Renaissance party, like a block up in Times Square. That's so funny. like you hear Renaissance playing. I'm just watching all these people just like walk by. And like we're just waiting for it to circle, and I'm like, "Fuck, when is it gonna come?" And we see it, and we're like, "There it is!" Like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" We were taking pictures with our phones. Yeah. And in Times Square, like they have this thing where a lot of photographers will go out there and they'll like randomly take pictures of you, and then they show you, and you're like, "Oh, these are nice!" And they're like, oh, "Okay, now you gotta pay for them." We like, Fuck. yeah, fifty dollars, like, okay. yeah. like whatever. Like that's how they get their hustle on us. So like, I, I don't knock it, but we seen a photographer and he saw us like that was us, and he pointed like, "Like that's y'all." We like, yeah. He started taking pictures of us. He took mm. like a video. He really made sure, like, it was documented that we were doing this. Yeah. He, every time it was circling through, he was taking new pictures. Like, we took solo pictures. We took pictures Fine. together. It was dope. And we ended up just, like, paying him for it. And he was like, man, like, just give me, like, 20. And we got, like, 50 to oh, 75 pictures. Beautiful. He got everything. Yeah, yeah he, got, he got everything. So it was, it was dope. And it was crazy because I was still working at my traditional job and I'm thinking like, dude, I'm on a fucking billboard at Times Square and I gotta mm. go to work on Tuesday. Mm. Like, <laughs> mm. Come on now. Like, That's the wildest come thing. On. I'm yeah. like, I gotta go to work on Tuesday. I come back to work. People are asking me like, oh, how was your trip? Like, I'm like, oh yeah, it was Like, cool. girl, look at this. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it was, like a magazine. I was actually really cool with some of my coworkers at my last job. Like, really cool. And they follow me on social media and they saw mm-hmm. it. And I was, like, downplaying it because I'm like, whatever. Like, eventually I'm going to, like, leave the job. <laughs> I loved my job. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. But eventually I knew it was something greater that I wanted to do, which was yeah. DJing. And I was like, oh, like, you know, New York was cool. It was cool DJing out there. And one of my coworkers was like, oh, hold on. You're not going to show you on this billboard? Nice. And I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> and it was crazy because, like, our um, – Work culture was just so tight knit because we were a smaller company. I was working for a startup, um, and the CEO was like, "Oh, like you were on a billboard." I'm like, "Yeah." So why the fuck am I here today? Like, I need to. It, it put in perspective for me, like, okay, I need to really think big. I need to dream big, and I need to like Huge. be big for real. Yeah. So I needed to step into 
like everything that was happening for me. Um, and I feel like at that moment, I started to like devise an exit plan. I started saving up a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, I'm about to do this. I got to yeah. I gotta jump off the porch. I got to take the big leap and you gotta go let, time with it. You got to let God know you're serious about your dreams for every real? once in yeah. a while. That's one of like the key like advice I've gotten yes. from like people around me. Just like at some point, you're going to have to let go of what you got to do yeah. to really just take that chance on yourself and really just trust yourself. And you did that and you... Are you satisfied or do you think that it's an ever-long cycle of DJing for you? Or just music in general, do you feel like this is ever going to stop for you? I would say I am, I am very satisfied. Like, I feel like I have so much time now, mm. whether it's time for me to, like, just invest in myself, time for me to take care of myself. Or just time for me to do absolutely nothing. Like, because some days I don't be feeling like doing nothing. I'm like, hey, I'm not doing anything today. But I have time to say that because I know, like, I don't work that long and I work only on a couple days or, like, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would say I'm very satisfied with that. I want this shit to be forever. Like, I feel like music is never going to stop coming out and music is never going to go out of style. People... To my knowledge, I mean, like, technology moves so fast, but there is, like, literally nothing like having a real DJ, like, put their hands on a platter and, like, create a vibe and really, like, mixing songs together. Like, you got software that'll mix a song together for you, but it's nothing like really, like, having a DJ, like, just be present. Is it a lost art, scratching for DJs? Is that, like, something DJs still do? I feel like DJs still scratch. To me, personally, though, like, I don't feel like, I got to do all of that yeah. to, like, I know how to scratch, but I personally don't feel like to be a DJ, you have to know how to scratch. Like, I know some DJs, they be like, hey, man, if you ain't got no turntables, if you yeah. ain't, the you old know. Time. Them niggas yeah. be 37 like, years old trying to tell you, you what to if do. If you ain't got no crates, if you ain't got no vinyls in the crate, like, you really ain't no DJ. Yeah. You just, you know, you just, like... No, I'm a fucking DJ. Yeah, nigga, Slick Rick not a rapper no more, nigga. Ain't nobody finna do <laughs> like, this shit. Like, I'm still a DJ even though I'm not, I don't know how to, like, take the vinyl out and put it on yeah. the thing. Like, I'm still a DJ. I'm still out here doing this. And, like, nobody's going to sit here and downplay my craft because I'm, I didn't do it your way. Fucking you know? right. Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, it's, it. you can, what, what's the saying? You can skin a potato, like, Three, four yeah. different ways, or whatever the fuck. Either way, you're still. <laughs> I'm you still know what's crazy? That, that is probably not a saying. My mom used to say that though, so maybe you she made that. Potato, up. Three different ways. If you always... skin a potato, you get fries. <laughs> yeah, all right. Mashed potatoes, the, the fried potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck around, get a baked potato. It don't matter. <laughs> the purpose of her saying that was basically letting me know, like. Like you can, like you don't have to do something the way somebody else did it. You mm. can do it your way and still like get to this Period. point. Still no, succeed. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, like, I, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that with DJing, like I don't feel like everybody got to know how to scratch. Everybody got to know how to bring a song back. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, what, how, however you do it, do it. However you like do your craft, do it. If people are having a good time and enjoying it themselves, you doing your job and you doing what you're supposed to be doing. So I would never knock anybody for not like starting from the bottom and like mm. with the crates. Like no, nah. like if you want to start on a controller, start on a controller. Like man, leave them crates way. alone, man. If you're still doing crates, come <laughs> it's on. a different First of all, time. I'm not carrying it is a different anyway. But you gotta well. carry your crate inside <laughs> yeah. with speakers. Yeah. What? Like, with yeah. that, though, like, real life, what advice you got for, like, upcoming DJs, female DJs, just DJs in general? What upcoming, like, advice do you have for them? Um, I would definitely say 
knowing that it's a journey. Mm-hmm. Like, I always tell people it's so much joy in the journey. Like, don't take any shortcuts. And when I say don't take any shortcuts, like, don't ask another DJ, hey, let me get your whole library. Yeah. Because, A, I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> but, B, <laughs> on top of that, if I were to give you my whole library, right, you're not going to know what, the what like, tags I have right. or what, like, notes I may have. It may not resonate with you the same way it resonates with me. Mm-hmm. So I always tell people, like, build your own music library. Like, build it up as much as you can. Because, like, if you don't, haven't... I've always collected music since I was a kid. Like, some of the songs I have in my Serato right now that I, I've probably downloaded it back in 2007, 2008. Mm. Like, these are, like, real files. Um, but everybody doesn't do that, you know? So um, I would say build up your music library realize that everything is a journey, like a true journey, um, and find joy in the journey. Don't be afraid to fall, or don't be afraid to fall down and have to get back up. Don't be afraid to fail and have to bounce back from that. Um, mm. there, there was a time where I quit my job, and I was like, oh, I'm a DJ full time. When I first moved back to Milwaukee, I did not have a job. I was like, fuck it, I'm a DJ. This is in, in the middle of a pandemic. This is mm-hmm. September 2020, right? And it was working for me. Like, I was picking up little gigs here and there, like, able yeah. to pay my bills and stuff like that. But then it was a time where I was like, dude, I really miss social work. Like, mm. I really miss, um, like, that face-to-face interaction with, like, clients. And I was like, you know what? I want to get a job. Got a job. I felt like me getting a job was me failing because mm. I'm like, fuck, I really want to do this full time. Now I got to get a job. But now, this time around, I'm like, okay, I already knew what happened last time, right? I didn't adequately prepare. I didn't mm-hmm. save a shit ton of money. I didn't have a plan. I didn't have any gigs lined up. I was just out here like, oh, I'm going to just do it. Now, you know, well, back in September when I quit, I'm like, okay, I know that I need to save money. I know that I need to have gigs set up. I know that I need to build these relationships. And I did all of that. And once I did all of that, I was like, all right, I'm out of here. Peace out. Like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, I'm, and I'm comfortable. Like, I live a very comfortable life. Like, um, I am not seeing any, like, financial shortages. Like, I'm blessed to be able to say that because everybody's not able to say that. And 2020, Gilly wasn't Financial able to literacy say that. is important. Yeah, like, yeah, it's very important, y'all. So, like, real. that's why I always say, like, the journey is just so important because, like, I can tell people, like, yeah, I tried to do this before and it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, then, then what happened? And I'm able to tell them, okay, I learned this, I learned that. So it's really joy in the journey. Um, that's really my, my biggest, oh, and don't be afraid to reach out to other DJs, but my personal advice is do your own research Mm. before you approach another DJ. So when I was reaching out to DJs, I had already been looking at YouTube videos. I had already been like reading up on how different things work. Anything that I was reaching out to other DJs for was really just to fill in the gaps or to like just build a connection with them. Um, so for example, like DJ Bizon, he had a lot of connections with people here in the city. Um, and I reached out to him, letting him know I wanted to DJ at Portman's. Um, because, I mean, I hadn't been going out at all. So Portman's was all I knew at the mm-hmm. time because I went there for my friend's birthday. And I was like, oh, I like this type of like yeah. vibe that they're right. sending. And I knew that he had DJed there before. I reached out to Bizon and was like, hey, like, um, I know that you DJ here before. You've connected other people to DJ here before. Like, is there any connection that you can make? He made the connection for me, and, like, the rest is literally history. Yeah. But just being able to 
like already have like so when I came to him I'm like hey I got mixes already I have all of this stuff in line already all I need from you is like to make the connection mm. he like oh like that's it like all you need is a connection like that's all I need is a connection and he did make that happen for me yeah. so I appreciate everybody who like was a part of my journey as well DJ Bizon Brandis um anybody so Period. no shout out to everybody man shout yeah. out to everybody for sure what? I think. Good. Uh, one last question is um, During that journey Did you ever feel Like you wanted to quit Was there a challenge That was so difficult yeah. You almost wanted To give it all up Um, I would say Around the time That I was I started saying I wanted to go back Into the workforce I was like man I should just like Literally get it up. Like this is not Making any sense But I had I had to sit back And think like we're in the middle of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that's really open. Patience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had to be really patient. And again, I'm an instant gratification type of person. So <laughs> I'm one of those people where it's just like, okay, I want to do this. Like, let me just do it. Like, yeah. I, like it needs to happen now. But because of the pandemic, like it couldn't happen. Mm -hmm. And that sucked. And I was like, dude, I just need to just stop doing this. And I think what really pushed me to just be like, I got to keep going is the feedback that I kept seeing from mm -hmm. people. I would go back sometimes and, like, read messages from people saying, like, man, like, this is so good, or, mm -hmm. like, keep going. Once everything opens back up, we want to book you for this and that. And I was like, you know what? I can't give up. I can't stop doing this because ain't shit open and I ain't getting no gigs. Facts. Like, I just have to still work on what my craft is. I still need to hone my skills, build my library. Like, I still need to work on the little things. And I think the pandemic... It sucked, but it allowed me to kind of get a, things a little more in order. So, yeah. that staying, was staying persist, persistent with it. You yeah. know what I mean? That's yeah. Absolutely. And that's one of those things that you can't really plan. Like, no one no, had a pandemic no. planned. No. Nobody had. Nobody. Like, no even one like, had a backup with, plan. Like, with us, like, we was, like, on the verge of, like, really doing really, really good. Yeah. The pandemic didn't start. It's just like. Yep. And it's like you got to build that back up. And you got to build that back up. Yeah. You feel the me? momentum dies no, down for sure. when you. We were gone for a year and a half almost without yeah. anything. And it's then all we good, came man. back. We back outside. Yeah. You say, oh, say less. But <laughs> it, back outside. Yeah. I think during that time as well, for me, it showed me the passion I had. And yeah. once things started opening up, I realized I missed this. Dude. Yeah. I'm going to turn this into my life. No, yeah. for sure. And it, it sounded definitely. like you took that time to reflect yes. on yourself. You got better as we all did. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we hit the floor running. First opportunity that came, we took it, yep. and we just kept on going from there. And there's times I bet you're super exhausted, oh, but yeah. you keep on going. When mm -hmm. I was balancing, I was working a full-time job and DJing, so what I was saying then is like, oh, I have a full-time job and I'm a full-time DJ, because I really was. Like, DJing doesn't stop just because you don't have a gig. Right. Like, you still have to download music. You still have to respond to emails, like do the little stuff, the meticulous things. I do everything on my own. So it was really a challenge. Like, okay, I got to respond to emails. I don't have anybody to respond to them. Yeah. I have to take a phone call. I don't have anybody to be like, hey, can you take this phone call real right. quick while I'm, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing everything by myself. And at that time, I was like, man, something has to give. I was exhausted. Yeah. I was doing a Thursday night gig every Thursday and having to get up for work on Friday for a 9 a.m. meeting. And I was like, fuck, I cannot. I'm not getting home. <laughs> to like 2, 3. I'm not getting home to like 3.15 sometimes. Man. And like, I have to go to sleep. I, first of all, after I DJ, 
I, I feel like some DJs get really tired. My adrenaline is still rushing after I DJ. No, I'm for like, sure. man, like I, that's how I live. You yeah. get like, I don't, I can't go to sleep. Yeah, so. you in the bed looking at the ceiling, <laughs> or I'm just like, oh, I'm looking back at footage from the night yep. or something. And by the time I look like, I'm like, fuck, it's five thirty. Like I gotta get up in a couple hours. <laughs> Let me take a nap. I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're to sleep. I gotta take a nap. And, and then it's like the grind just doesn't stop. Like mm -hmm. it, it was one of those things where I was like, I'm exhausted, but I'm like, something has to give, and I'm like. Fuck this job. I want a DJ. Period. Like, yeah, and absolutely. DJing, turning DJ into my career is one of the best decisions that I've ever made. Um, it's amazing. I've built so many great connections with people. A lot of I've built a lot of great connections with DJs in the city. Um, like a lot of people have become family. Mm -hmm. Like Brandis. Yeah. Like I call him my brother. That's literally my brother. I love him um so much. A lot of the Portman staff. Our family, like, we talk outside of us working there. We go out with them outside of working there. Like, we talk on the phone and discuss, like, real-life topics outside of there. Um, my boyfriend is a DJ. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, a lot of these people have really become, like, family to me. So, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a, what am I trying to say? Like, it's a great... Like number to be in, mm -hmm. basically. Like I'm in good company. Do you still have friends that are athletes, or just like friends outside of music, or is everyone based now? Like since you've pretty much cultivated like your life into being a DJ, yes. into being around music, do you just find yourself being friends with people that are doing entertainment industry, or do you still have friends outside of that where you could just be yourself, be not I DJ? I feel like a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, so maybe not, yeah, right? So like maybe not in music, but they are doing other things where like it doesn't require them to punch in and punch out. Mm -hmm. They got their own businesses. For sure. Um, so yeah, a lot of my friends are entrepreneurs. I do have a couple friends who have jobs. Um, and like that's cool too. They respect what I do and I respect their time as well. Mm -hmm. So like it may be times where I'm like not inviting them to every single thing because I'll know like oh I know they just went out yesterday. They probably don't want to go out today because they gotta go to work on Monday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's a lot of things like I, I try to be mindful of. Um and it's a lot of things I try to be mindful of like talking about because everybody doesn't get to have as much time, right? No, for sure. So yeah. like sometimes I don't like to brag like, man, I ain't got shit to do tomorrow. Yeah. I'm like, kicking it all man, week. Man, <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. I'm going to watch movies all day. Like, because they're like, damn, I got to go to work. So Facts. it's a lot of things I try to be mindful about talking about too. But it doesn't change. Me being a full-time DJ now has not changed any of the relationships that I've had with family, friends, like nobody. So I'm appreciative of that. That's real, man. Yeah, yeah that's, that's real. very real. Who's uh, who's one of some of your like your favorite DJs from the city, or just in general? Just some of your like yo people you look up to, people you listen to. Um, Brandis, obviously. Shout out, Mister New York. My, my dog, my, my dog. dog. Um, I've seen just his versatility is just nuts. No, that me. man's tough. Like he can play a lot of different types of gigs, mm -hmm. and I appreciate that. Um, like it's an art form, really. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate him, Bizon. I appreciate how he can cultivate like a vibe based on his own audience. Mm -hmm. Like he got people who are like true fans of his. Like he'll be like, "Hey, I'm finna be here," and guess what? All his people gonna be there. Right. Like I appreciate that, um, Mondo. The way y'all be doing the shows, yeah. that's nuts to me. I was just literally telling somebody how y'all did a pop up show. I want. I don't know if it was for Thanksgiving. Am I tripping? Yeah, I think you may be right. Pop-up show? 
It was like a very like last minute. It was a Halloween show. It was right after the G Herbo show. I think that yeah. I think okay, that's oh, that is what I'm talking show. about. Yes. yes. And it's one of those things where y'all can be like, oh, like we gonna be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody's gonna come, and it's gonna be a long ass line. And on top of that, like y'all have cultivated this like community within each other where it's like, hey, Mondo ain't gonna be there, but hey, Light Skin Larry finna be here. Facts. Like Light Skin Larry gonna be here, Dose gonna be here. Facts. Like it's it's nice because it gives people a chance to have other endeavors, mm-hmm. but like the grind don't stop for y'all as like a team. Absolutely. So like I appreciate yeah. that. I, you you gonna make Mondo smile with that? Shit. <laughs> he gonna Not love on Mondo, that. for sure. <laughs> um, also, I mean, my boyfriend. Obviously, I'm biased because like I love him so much. Like, That's right? my man or whatever. My man, my man, my man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but honestly, like seeing his growth, like as a DJ for real. Like him, he taught himself how to DJ. What people don't know, he taught himself how to DJ back in 2017. People always come to us like, oh, like, did you teach how to DJ? Or did you teach him how to DJ? I was going to ask you that. I was like, did you teach him (laughs) that? Like, who started first? Oh, it's crazy. Like, he taught himself how to DJ back in 2017. Um, He was living out of town. And that was something he picked up. And he was just living out of town. So it's like, Mm. it's hard to get gigs when you don't really know nobody for real. Um, And then... We ended up, re- I mean, we've always been friends. We've been friends since high school. We went to high school together. Um, but we ended up, like, kind of rekindling our friendship for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, like, let's date. Like, we going to date. That's magical. So, oh, I, right? love that. I love that. I love that. And this is before I even, like, I knew he was, like, getting into DJing. But I didn't know how, like, serious he was. I mean, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would go out and he would be like, man, like, if I was up there, I would do this. And I'll be looking at him like, oh, for real? Like, you would do that if he was up there? Like, do it then. Like, we're going to do it. So it was it was like I was really – I was not trying to pressure him, but I was really trying to, like, give him that push. Like, yeah. you can do this. Like, you have the mindset. Like, a lot of people don't have a DJ brain yeah. where they can be like, oh, I would do this. Or like, oh, something is, is kind of off a little bit. You know, when people go out, they just hear the music, and they like, oh, what song is on right Facts. now? They don't so, hear the transition yeah, or nothing like, like that. Yeah. He was able to hear the transition. He was able to hear like, oh, like that song, that sounded good together. Or mm-hmm. I would have did this with it. And I'm like, okay. But seeing his growth as a DJ for real, he only one year in. And we would be dancing in New York together. Hey, he Nick, was man. on that billboard for real. That with boy me. doing like, his thing, man. Shout out Nick, man. man for, for real. real. Like it, it, it's crazy. So I love just seeing um I I've never seen a DJ like start and then, like, get to where he is, like, as fast. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice seeing his growth. He is really out here grinding for real. Like, he really do this shit. So shout out to him. Um, I just really love all the DJs in the city, though, for real. Shout Thanks. out Drip Sweat. I love the way that they cultivate their space as well. They are so unapologetically them. No, for and sure. I fuck with that so heavily. Because in entertainment, sometimes I feel like some people feel like they need to be like the next person or, oh, I need to do it this way. And they just like, no, like, I'm going to just do it just my way. keep it my way. And yeah. I appreciate that. Originality is always my favorite. I'm yeah, not gonna lie. I absolutely. love people that keep shit original. Like, it's cool to have studied the yep. best and take bits and pieces yep. of it, but keep it you. Keep yes. it original to you. Yes. And I have yet to met a DJ that plays the way you play music. Man, I've, and I've been around Mr. New York. I've yeah. working with DJ Mondo. I've mm-hmm. been around the Light Skin Larry. Like everybody had their own way of doing things, but yeah. you give such a comfort. Like 
I be feeling like I'm at the crib and I'm listening to you. Like, man, that that means that like means I put my the phone in the aux and like I'm in the crib. I'm cleaning the house <laughs> up. Like that's how you make me feel. You feel me? And it's like a lot of DJs yeah. don't make you feel that. It's like we in the club. You don't get a club vibe. Yeah. Or we, we yeah. doing a the theme. We're gonna do the theme the whole night. Yeah. And you just kind of like you know what? I'm just me. Yeah. I'm just originally just be me myself unapologetically, and I'm just gonna do that. Yeah. And I respect that to the highest bit, like for real. I, that means a lot to me because like that's one thing I just take a lot of pride in mm. because. You know, I like when I first started, I was in Madison. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do as a DJ. Like, right, I'm in my right. first gig. Somebody just told me to pull up two hours ago. Like, <laughs> so it's one of those things where it was like, I just really have to go into it. But I can remember writing down my goals. Um, like, right after that gig, I wrote down some goals. And one of the goals was for me to find my like identity as a DJ. And I was like, what does that even mean? Like, finding my identity as a DJ. What does mm -hmm. that mean? I'm like, okay, I need to find my style. I need to... And really what that meant was that I need to be more in tune with myself. I need to figure out who mm. I am for real as a person and show up as that every single time. So that's something that I just kind of take a lot of pride in. So, yeah, y'all going to hear songs that y'all going to play at the creed. Like, you I know, played a sure. Dom Kennedy song. Somebody came up to me and was like, dog, I have never heard anybody play Dom Kennedy right. anywhere. Like <laughs> you do that though, you pull you pull it off like you you make it work. A lot of yeah. times DJs will try to do that. I've seen DJs trying to play deep cuts or trying to do that, and it's yeah. just like the audience is just like nah. And it mm. may be something that they hear at the crib, but it's like oh, it's not really hitting. It's not fitting for what yeah. it is. You feel me? Yeah, but you, yeah. man. Hey, shout out DJ Jamin Gully. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. For sure. Yes. Um. Is there any DJs that you've been around that you out? This is just me being funny. You be like, yeah, them niggas not it. I'm not going to say <laughs> You ain't got to say camera. no names. You ain't got to say nobody's name. We ain't going to get nobody's name. Just let me know where to find them. But it's, it's definitely some spot. She be like, man, I, man, move, move, man. I'm never showing up here anymore. <laughs> so I will, I will put a disclaimer out and say, because I am a DJ and I've been in situations as a DJ, I know that there are some times where you just have an off night. I've had an off night, and I just be, I, I own my shit, and I just be like, hey, I had an off night. Facts. So there are some times I go out, and I may hear DJs having an off mm. night, but yeah, I don't. Mm, girl, we got to leave. Take your <laughs> shot. We finna go. We finna <laughs> go somewhere like, else. We it's like go I, don't the I don't charge it to their heart. I don't be like, oh, they For just sure. did this, you know, they just bullshitting. Sometimes <laughs> people really do just have an off night. So there's been times I've seen that, but I mean, like, I understand, like, that's what comes with the game. So, like, I have an off night. There hasn't been a DJ I've been around. I'm just like, oh, this, he, I'm around him constantly. Mm, yeah, or I'm okay. around mm. her constantly, and they ask. Like, no. no. Sure. <laughs> but I can understand people having a bad night. I've had plenty of bad nights. Not my finest moments, but mm. they have. It, yeah. it happens. Yeah. It happens. With that, I think it is time to bring Mello in. I think Mello has a couple questions for you that he don't, did some don't research on. Don't the camera on Mello? Does he have to come here? Or does can he stay? Well, he can stay. Office there. of the yeah. camera oh. on you, right? This is, this is a comfortable is spot. You. you got lights on you and everything. Bro, I got okay? the back computer in front of me. He's fanning <laughs> me for real. I'm out here. Uh, you guys did great, at, like asking a lot of these questions, bro. So I have I have two main ones, and we can then we can end it. Get to some quick ones. Yeah. Um, who oh, are your main? Are we, are we, are we, are we past time? We're not past time. We've been going for almost an hour and a half. Really? It didn't even what, feel though. like it. I'll tell oh, you what, wow. though. The GoPro died. So, the GoPro uh, died. You oh, got to come this way. I'll be right there. Come in. Vamos, vamos, vamos. What's up, everybody? What's happening, man? What's happening, guys? It's going to be... It's right during your time, right? your, your camera just <laughs> died. Yeah, the camera just dead as soon as it got to me. It was like, eh. It was like, hey, cut that shit <laughs> off. Man, I don't want to hear you. All right. So, who are your main influences... 
not with like the DJ scene, but just music in general. Like, what would you say shaped that musical palette? Oh man, okay. So again, my brother, heavy East Coast uh, rap head mm. connoisseur. I listened to hella Jay Z growing up. Um, right. Jay Z is literally one of my oh. favorite rappers. Best like, Jay Z ever. Oh. Shit. Uh, best. Uh, I really like Blueprint. Yes. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> Woo! Oh, my, my God. Right good answer. Good answer. Good answer. My favorites, though. Like, mm. I, I have favorite Jay Z albums that may not be everybody's, like, favorite. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. But, like, I, I would say best Blueprint. But um, some of my favorites, Kingdom Come. Is one of my favorites. Yeah, um, I remember that vibe when he retired, came back. Yeah, like, yeah, Kingdom like, Come was a moment. Yeah. Like, I can remember the video, like him being on a boat and shit. All I'm that. like, oh, wow, this is dope. But um, Kingdom Come is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, American Gangster mm-hmm. soundtrack, well, which ended up being a soundtrack, but it's an album. Um, Reasonable Doubt. For sure. Fire It out. came out the year I was born. I'm mm. like, come on. Like, Fire me out. being born at the same time, like, a Jay-Z album. It's got to like, happen. It was, it was mm-hmm. meant to be. It's meant to be. It's destiny. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. Jay-Z, I was, like, very heavily influenced by him. Um, but me being a kid and actually seeing somebody, like, rags to riches story, Kanye, mm. I was a huge, 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 like, Kanye fan. For sure. Um, my social media handles forever in a day was Madam Yeezy. Like, people were, <laughs> if you remember Madam Yeezy, I fuck with y'all because that was a time. Um, and then after Madam Yeezy, or no, before Madam Yeezy, it was Drive Slow Homie, which is a Kanye song. Yep. But mm-hmm. Kanye, the way he was just, and Kanye's a Gemini, okay? Let me also tell y'all that. Period. Kanye's birthday is two days before mine, so I was just like, man, like, I, I, I feel like I resonated with him on a whole different level mm-hmm. because, like, I also like to just do shit my way, for mm-hmm. real. Like, I don't really like to do stuff any other person's way. I don't really like nobody telling me what to do. Look, these are these, this sounds really bad when I say it like this, but honestly, like, I don't. I really like, like, building my own trail and just figuring it out. Ain't like, nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's really difficult to try to fit into the norm when yeah. you know you're not supposed to be there. Yes. You feel me? Like My dad will always say... um, he would always get upset because I wouldn't do things his way sometimes. Mm. He'd be like, you know what? You need to pull your own red wagon. I'm like, man, I'm finna pull this through the mud, through <laughs> yeah. whatever. But yeah, um, Kanye, Jay-Z, Pharrell, huge Pharrell, mm. huge NERD fan. Um, oh, NERD. Kid Cudi. Uh, I felt like I was listening to a lot of stuff and people was like, you kind of weird. Because like, it wasn't like mainstream, mainstream. So I'm listening to like Kid Cudi mixtapes. Mm. Back in middle school, when tapes. like tapes. when I don't even know what was popular at the time. Sheesh, it was a lot of techno R and B and stuff that was popular at that time. Lupe was, was big popular. at that time. Wale was just coming out. Wale was definitely just coming Wale out. Wale sure. was pretty big at that time. I'm I, I'm a huge Lupe fan too. Love yeah, Lupe. For sure. I saw him live at Summerfest in 2012. One of the best concerts I've ever been to. One of the best storytellers. Oh. Most definitely, yeah, so. most definitely. Um, Gucci Mane. I'm putting mixtape Gucci on Shout my out influences. Gucci, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, because like, I mean, you can't. You can't, no. You can, especially in our era, like we all yeah. grew up in that same age. Like, you cannot. Just, the way Gucci Man was yeah. dropping music, 
every tape. damn single week, tape. every tape. Like, and it was hits though. It yes. wasn't just like him just dropping music. It was no, hits. Really, it was such a vibe. He like, really, really barking you feel on me? Book, for real. Bringing like, in artists. Yeah. Brought Walker, OJ the Juice Man, N- Nicki Minaj. First, we don't talk say, about one of it. The first like, times I heard <laughs> Nicki Minaj was on a Gucci record. Facts. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, Lil Wayne. Mixtape Wayne is literally the goat. Like literally the greatest of all time. Honestly. Like, no lies, no lies told. So, like, I listened to a little bit of everything. I was on Tyler, the Creator, like, when he first, first came out. I was listening to The Weeknd and Childish Gambino. Like, I was a Tumblr kid, for sure. So, I was, like, listening to a lot of stuff on Tumblr. So, I feel like I have a very wide, like, music palette. My mom Mm -hmm. listened to a lot of gospel growing up, well, when I was growing up. Um, But my dad always, my dad had this truck that had a six six disc CD changer. Mm, mm, so mm. every time like a CD, if he would hear a song on the radio that he would like, I don't care if he like only liked one song, he buying the CD. But me, I'm like going through the CD. Like, okay, like I like these songs too. Mm, yeah. So like that's where I get a lot of my album cuts and like, mm-hmm. oh, like these are deeper cuts. Like that's where I get a lot of that from. Cause he will buy CDs down there every Friday. When a Friday drops for like a drops, thing yeah. at Best Buy and shit. Like you gotta go find a CD. But um, it's fire, man. fire yeah. with the CD binders yeah. and stuff. Yes, yeah, he did. He did have a CD. He it's had classic. a CD binder and he had something else. Binder about this big. Yeah, like he would just like be like, "Hey, go through and figure it out." I was making mix CDs. Like I, I, I just have a very weird, not weird, but mm. it's just everywhere. You yeah, like my, my range versatile. of music is, is yeah. very like. Everywhere for sure. No, for sure. I love how you could burn CDs back in the days. LimeWire, bro. Why can't you do that no more? Like, burn. I bet you people don't even remember those days now, where Man. you Yo, literally you made you your own CD. <laughs> no, for sure. So my sister, ah, oh, you know, we could burn a CD. She's like, "Why would you set it on fire?" I'm like, "No, no, sit your young ass. Get, get Go back on your phone. <laughs> don't piss me off. <laughs> don't talk to me." Uh, uh, you got? I think I got like one more. Fire, I got one, but you go ahead, go right ahead. I was just gonna say, because you know, you say like deep cuts and albums, you went through a whole bunch of yeah. albums. Yeah. If you could give me a top three hip hop album from you, and it don't have okay. to be your best, just your favorites. That My you favorite hip hop album? Top three. Top yeah. three. Um, I'm putting comments B in there for sure. <laughs> I can run that top to bottom. Whoa, and it's- fire. I've never yeah, heard nobody call here and say I that. Heard, I can Fire. read comments B from Hey, man, to listen to Common B album <laughs> if y'all really want to hear some real hip-hop. I'm not going to lie to you. For sure, for sure. Um, fuck. Can I get my phone for this real quick? Yeah, do your thing. Okay, because I feel like yeah, Common's B, bro. Um, bro. What's so crazy, like, my uncles, they was really into, like, one like D12 and, like, Oh, Dre shit. era aftermath okay, yeah, and all that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but my aunt was big on common. Like she loved like the real smooth, conscious rap stuff like that. Tribe called Quest. Yep. So I would hear both sides yeah. of hip hop, mm-hmm. like the hardcore stuff, the conscious stuff, the real. And it's just like, man, that's when I heard the B album. I probably was like, what, eight, eight or nine at the time. Yep, 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 definitely. And yep. I was definitely nine when it came out. I just, I mean, I didn't know, but like just the beats. Mm-hmm. It was just like something I could just being a dancer. I just loved it. Yeah. And it's something that just every beat is just like, and it was uh, like a Kanye produced album. Yeah, so it's like v- very underrated as a yeah. producer. We oh, don't talk about Kanye's producer enough, but we can get into that later. Like, Comments B, uh, College Dropout, Kanye for sure. Mm-hmm. It's very nostalgic for me. Um, I can remember uh, through the wire premiering. Yeah, on, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a time! Park. What a time! And I remember <laughs> looking like, what? Like, I've never seen anything like this before. Injured. Like, I never seen nobody rapping, like, hurting. Crazy. Like, Straight, yeah. Literally through the wire. Crazy. 
um, and Pharrell's in my mind. For mm. sure. That was that. That was. Oh sure. God. Come on now. That Pharrell's in my mind changed the way I looked at hip hop because I feel like a lot of people did hip hop or classified and categorized hip hop in one way. And he was here to show, like, no, nah, like, yeah. here I come, like, I'm doing it my way. It can way. be popular. It yeah, can be like, like, it can, it can be, yeah, yeah, it can have these different, like, elements in it and still be hip-hop at the same time. So that was super dope. Um, I can remember my dad, like, buying that because of number one with him and Kanye. Mm. And I'm just like, no, nah, fuck, like, I love that song. <laughs> fuck that. Let's run all of these the other songs, song. too. Like, fire from top to bottom. Yeah. So, sure. yeah. Do we have one last question before we wrap it up? Sure do. It's 2025. We at Gilly Fest. Oh, Gilly Fest. Who are Whoa. your three headline acts for the weekend? Yikes. Sheesh. Okay. Who are your three headliners? That's a fire question, man. Gilly Fest. Fire question. Okay. Three headliners. Um, I am getting Kanye, but... 2025? Kanye might be president. Hold on. In 2025, I'm getting Kanye, but I'm getting him to do uh, only performing late registration because Whoa. that's one of my favorite okay. Kanye albums. I love but that. It's, it's not my favorite, yeah. but I feel like it just has so many like songs on there where I was just like, damn. Yeah. Either, either late registration or graduation because mm. graduation was like a fun album to me. So I feel like a lot of people would mm -hmm. appreciate that. Um, so I'm getting kind of to perform one of those albums. Probably nothing else. But Probably yeah. nothing else. Okay. Um, I am getting... I'm getting Chief Keef. Ooh, I'm fire, Chief, Chief. Keef. That's so goaded. I'm, I'm already Chief here. Keef. So goaded. I'm already there. And I'm there. I'm there for Chief Keef Day. I don't know what Saturday or Sunday, but I'm there on Chief <laughs> Keef Day. We there for 100%. And I am getting... Maybe okay, Kanye, Chief Keith, either Pharrell or Missy Elliott, and Miss either Missy, of those Missy, Miss, yeah. Mr. But, but I'm getting either one of those to bring like they can perform their own songs and, and bring, bring people like the they stuff work they with. produce. Yeah, the stuff oh, they produce yeah. and the stuff that that, that yeah. Nah, so, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna go with Missy crazy. on that. So that that's yeah. Gilly Fence, everybody. That's hey, 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 Gilly Fence, <laughs> twenty five, baby. <laughs> Be oh, my ticket today. What do you mean? <laughs> I love it. I love oh, it. Man. I love it. Um, what can they expect from you coming up? Sheesh. Um, coming up, I'm hoping to do more. Well, these are my goals for some of my yeah. goals for the year. I want to do more festivals. Um, I feel like I, I did Summerfest for two years in a row. I would love to do Summerfest again. I had a ball doing it. Um, I want to put out more content. I feel like a lot of people are only really able to see me out. I really want to show people, like, a lot of things I'm not able to show them when yeah. they see me in certain settings. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, definitely putting out more content. Um, I'm going to get a little more involved on TikTok. I don't really be posting on there at all. <laughs> but I, I want to definitely produce more content for TikTok, Instagram, stuff like that. Um, and I don't know. Okay. You okay. guys will be. You got something brewing. Yeah, I know you got something brewing. Some some way. Way. I know you got something brewing in there. So, with that being way. said, people got to look out for you, got to look out for what for you're sure. doing. Where can they find you on all your social media platforms? Oh, DJ Gemini Gilly everywhere. DJ G E M I N I G I L L Y. Why? 
Gilly. And yeah. where where do you play at? Where are you a resident Snack. at right now? Uh, I'm a resident DJ at Portman's. Um, and with the books, you can find me at Select Book Ga- Books Games too. Um, and then I'm a little bit of here, a little bit of there, everywhere. I always post when I'm somewhere new though, so be on the lookout for so sure. So definitely yeah, follow folks. her. Yeah. Uh, stay up to date. She is everywhere. She is amazing. You guys got to go check her out every time. Shout out DJ Gemini Gilly. Gilly, Gilly everybody. Yeah. Such yeah. a good time. Oh my God. I learned so much. Love it. Yes. So with that being said, I'm Dre. I'm Mello. It's your boy Dance for Those. I said I wasn't going to be and doing that. And I am DJ Gemini Gilly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode. This was episode three of Milk Crate Music Podcast, season two. Uh, go follow us on all our social media. Stay up to date. And I hopefully you guys enjoyed. We'll catch right. you guys next time. Period. Thank you. We got to get Nick on here next time. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yes. Yeah.